It looks like the government is moving forward with plans to ban TikTok from U.S. shores. Both parties have embraced the move. House Republicans are advancing legislation and Democrats in the Senate and White House are eager to pass it into law. So it looks like they'll be banning TikTok. And I say it looks like because nothing in the bill actually bans TikTok. The legislation instead empowers the Commerce Secretary to ban TikTok if she so chooses. And in this case, the current Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, has described banning TikTok as political suicide. So it seems unlikely that she would be inclined to ban it. What the legislation instead does is give Washington bureaucrats more power to punish companies and even private social media users who the bureaucrats at their sole discretion deem to be endangering national security. Those punishments include, oh, I've got the bill right here. Those punishments include jail time and million dollar fines. You know how much I hate to say I told you so. But you may recall, I mentioned this very week when both Democrats and Republicans agree on a course of action in Washington, D.C., you can be all but certain that whatever they're planning is absolutely terrible. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. We've got uh, a lot coming up, a lot of fairly urgent, timely stuff coming up. Uh, transgender activists are now calling on transgender identifying people in Tennessee to attack us, <laughs> like tomorrow <laughs> or Friday. Uh, so, so we will get to that. Uh, I know everyone says that when there's bipartisan consensus, that's good. That's what we need. We need people to work across the aisle in Washington, D.C., in my experience, every time that the Republicans and Democrats in D.C. agree on something, it is dreadful stuff. And in this case, it'll almost certainly just make social media censorship by the government worse. You want to talk about social media censorship? I discovered last night that I had been banned from Twitter. I, I am suspended until I delete a tweet. I said, me? What did I say? I guess I say controversial things sometimes. I don't think they're really controversial, but in our crazy culture, they are. So what, what was the offending tweet that got me suspended? I kid you not. I was suspended from Twitter for quoting the Bible. Only quoting the Bible. I didn't, it was in a, a quote tweet about vengeance, but I'd, all I said was a direct quote from the Bible. I was quoting St. Paul who himself was quoting Deuteronomy. And here's the kicker. My, my citation here was, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So <laughs> for quoting the Bible, saying, Do not avenge yourselves, I have been suspended for violating Twitter's rules against violent speech. Because up is down, and men are women, and peaceful speech, speech urging peace, is now considered violent. Wouldn't it be great to give the government a ton of power to do that? What could go wrong? <laughs> they're, they're so reasonable, aren't they? 
No. So what do they do? The, the government does this a lot. They will advance a piece of legislation with really innocuous sounding terms or really popular sounding terms. Ban TikTok. Yeah, TikTok's terrible. Okay, let's ban it. And then the bill doesn't even address that. It's just an excuse to take more power and to, to take more control over our political order. Speaking of excuses, we've been talking a lot, obviously, about the shooting here in Nashville. We'll get to a little bit more of that later and what we're learning now. But there was another shooting fairly recently. This was in Denver. A student shot two school administrators, uh, not fatally. I think the, the administrators are going to be okay. Nancy Pelosi jumped in on that and said, quote, Today, it was my privilege to stand with brave young activists for gun violence prevention because Generation Lockdown's leadership has been crucial to our fight. We must renew the assault weapons ban to protect America's children. Okay, this is the same sort of line that the Democrats are always pushing. But in the case of the Denver school shooting, the shooter used a handgun. An assault weapons ban wouldn't do anything to stop that shooting. Even the term assault weapon doesn't really mean very much of anything at all. It's just a, a rifle that has aesthetic features that make it look a little scarier. But even that is just a euphemism to, it's a, a slogan to, to try to instill fear in people. But, but in the case of this Denver shooting, it's completely disconnected, which is why I made the point yesterday. The, the one thing we know that these shootings are not about is the guns because the guns haven't really changed in a hundred years. A lot of other things have changed. Our approach to mental health, our understanding of spiritual reality, our relation to our political institutions. Those have all changed dramatically after the social revolution of the 1960s in particular. And in the last several decades, it's ramped up. But the Democrats will always blame the gun which, which is the one thing we know hasn't really changed. It's the one thing we know can't really explain this increase in these shootings because they don't want to address the deeper causes. They bear responsibility for these deeper causes. And they also don't want to change it. They want to continue to call insanity sanity. They want to continue to redefine into abolition our basic political institutions. They want to continue to corrupt our basic political institutions. They want to continue to deny spiritual reality. And they want to call good evil and evil good. So of course, they have to ban the guns. There's nothing else for them to ban. Or there's nothing else for them to point to. There's nothing else for them to talk about. Now, when you want to talk, you got to check out Pure Talk. Right now, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Knowles. With the current rate of inflation, prices of essential goods are not going down anytime soon. More important now than ever to start looking at ways to cut costs. You have heard me talk countless times about supporting companies that support what you believe in. That is why I love Pure Talk. Pure Talk made the switch super duper easy. It is saving me a ton of money. It's the best anti-woke company that uses the same nationwide networks as major carriers, so you will get the same reliable coverage you used to. With a range of affordable plans to choose from, you can find the perfect option for your needs. Get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of data for just $30 a month. Now, you might be asking yourself, how can Pure Talk get any better? Pure Talk has no contracts and no interest. You can cancel or leave at any time. Switch over to Pure Talk in as little as 10 minutes while keeping your phone and your phone number. Their U.S.-based customer service team makes the switch really easy. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Knowles to save 50% on your first month. That is puretalk.com, promo code Knowles. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Speaking of rot in the justice system, 
We do have a presidential race on us. I know it started a couple years early this cycle. President Trump is now going on Hannity's show and he's answering for some of the open questions about his presidency. Namely, if the FBI is so crooked, if Christopher Wray, the head of the FBI, is such a disaster, Mr. President, why did you put him in there? You happy with Chris Wray? But just so you understand, I put Chris Wray in because I wanted to have somebody in there that everybody, including the other side, really wanted. It may not have been the right move. Let's see. Time will tell, okay? But I wanted to have somebody in the FBI because I'm an honorable guy. I'm an honest guy. I may have made a mistake, but I put somebody in that the other side, everybody agreed to. You know who recommended him to me? Chris Christie, okay? He recommended him. And that's okay. I don't mind that. I've taken Chris Christie's recommendations before. Uh, And other people wanted Christopher Wray. And people from the other side wanted Christopher Wray. Proves my point. There we have it. President Trump is proving the point <laughs> that I was warning about earlier this week that I think was proven in this fake TikTok ban bill, which is when both sides agree on something in Washington, D.C., run, <laughs> go in the opposite direction, do whatever you can to stop that. When, when the uniparty, the blob, the Borg, the deep state, call it whatever you will, when they are all agreed in simpatico, that's how you know that's the last thing that you should do. And even, even great men, even men like the Donald can, can fall prey to that. I think this is a mistake, though, for Trump to defend and to explain. Reagan had a good line. He said, when you're explaining, you're losing. And so if Trump just plays defense for everything that happened during his presidency, from some of the policy missteps all the way down to how he handled the 2020 election, if he just tries to explain that and relitigate the past, He's not going to build a vision for the future, and he's not going to remind people why they elected him in the first place. Yeah, he, he had some policy mistakes. He had personnel mistakes. Sure, he did. Everybody does. Trump's record, on the whole, is better than any president in my lifetime. He should just run on that, say, well, what about Christopher Ray? Oh, yeah, you know, listen, the deep state, it's pretty bad. That swamp, it's swampier than I thought. We've 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 learned our lessons and we're, we, we've got a path forward and I'm going to put this guy in and then we're going to do this and then we're going to fire this number of people and then we're going to get this agency and just give that vision to the future. You don't need to defend everything. Trump's record is much better than his predecessors, certainly in my lifetime. That's enough. Move on. But if you're defending on all of these issues, especially on issues where Trump genuinely made a mistake, if you're defending, if you're explaining, you are going to be losing. Speaking of law enforcement, a lot of problems in law enforcement these days, but there are some real heroes. Body cam footage has come out of the police officers who responded to the scene of the shooting in Nashville and went in. And it's genuinely heroic stuff. It's very hard to watch some of the videos because it's body cam. I mean, you're seeing the carnage that's taken place in the school. Uh, But parts of it are, are a little easier to watch than others. And these guys just conducted themselves with such heroism, professionalism, courage, skill. It's, it's, it's the opposite of Uvalde, the Uvalde shooting where the cops were just chatting around outside too cowardly to go into the school. In fact, trying to stop other people from going into the schools was a complete disaster, made law enforcement look terrible. And in this case, these guys went in just like the absolute top tier kinds of first responders. And uh, they, they deserve a medal. They deserve plaudits. And law enforcement, which has gotten a really bad rap in recent years, 
at least in Nashville, law enforcement should should be looked on as the heroes that they are. Just in, incredible, incredible stuff. The media, are, of course, are trying to brush past this. They're trying to brush past the shooting at this point because the shooting doesn't fit the narrative that they want to present, especially because of the transgender identity of the shooter. That's very politically incorrect to point out. That's not how it's supposed to go. It's supposed to be evil, conservative white men who commit these atrocities. So when, when it doesn't work out, the media want to move past it. it. It also doesn't fit the media narrative because the victims here, the targeted victims, were Christians, were innocent Christians who, who were, according to law enforcement, specifically targeted and for whom ideology appears to have played a role. We don't know much more than that right now, but the police chief did say that the gender ideology appears to be one of the prominent theories as to what motivated this shooter, and that gender ideology is opposed by Christianity. So now you've got, well, what do you call it? Josh Hawley has an answer. Mr. President, we must also tell the truth about what happened yesterday in Nashville. This murderous rampage, this taking of innocent life was a horrific crime, but more specifically, it was a hate crime. A crime that, according to Nashville police, specifically targeted, that's their word, targeted, the members of this Christian community, the members of this religious institution, its students, its educators, its employees. Let's be clear, Mr. President, federal law prohibits the targeting of violence against any American on the basis of religious affiliation or religious practice or religious belief. But that is, according to police, exactly what we saw happen. A lot of conservatives are going to hear this and say, duh, yeah, it's a hate crime. And actually, a lot of conservatives, myself included, will hear this and say, what is a hate crime? Is that the opposite of a love crime? Is that the opposite of a charity crime? Is that, no, all crimes are hate crimes. And I suspect Josh Hawley knows that. What is Josh Hawley doing here? Hawley is pointing out that liberals don't like Christians, generally speaking. That's what he's pointing out. Because hate crime laws are rarely applied to protect Christians, or to protect conservatives, or to protect white people, or to protect men, or to protect any of the groups that our society looks disfavorably upon. We're told that white people can't be racist. Or I'm sorry, we're told white people can only be racist, but nobody can be racist against white people. No, nobody can be bigoted or unjust toward men. And certainly there's no such thing as a hate crime against Christians. Those Christians, they're the evil ones. Everyone else, they're the good ones. Christians are really, really evil. That's what our culture tells us. And it's what our law typically enforces. And what Hawley is pointing out here is, hey, guy, wake up. He's trying to shake the culture a little bit and say, hey, guys, you know, you're always talking. Frankly, half the time you're just making up these alleged hate crimes by trying to read the minds and the motivations of the killers. So if a guy, if a guy shoots somebody, white guy shoots somebody, 
and the person he shoots is white, okay, no big deal. If the white guy shoots someone who's black, even if the white guy doesn't shoot the guy because he's black, he just shoots the guy because he's a guy and he wants to shoot him, then it, all of a sudden it's a hate crime. So they'll, they'll read the minds and they'll try to apply these motivations to everything. But in this case, we have a targeted shooting at a Christian school. Nobody wants to raise the prospect of a hate crime. The FBI isn't even treating it as domestic terrorism. The Daily Wire learned that yesterday. The FBI is uh, said to the Daily Wire, quote, if it was terrorism, we would have federal jurisdiction. Given that Nashville Metro is leading the investigation, I think you can take a lot from that. That's a spokesman for the Memphis field office of the FBI. FBI doesn't want to call this terrorism. The FBI is too busy dealing with the terrorism of parents who don't want their kids being taught critical race theory and, and being told to castrate themselves in elementary school. That's all. Oh, that's a real domestic terror threat. The FBI is too busy dealing with the terrorism of Catholics who go to mass on Sunday. Remember that memo that the FBI tried to downplay and deny? Oh, no, that, that's, the, never mind, for, for, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. No, the FBI has got to really deal with the terrorism of those Catholic extremists. Now, the, the FBI has to deal with the terrorism of grannies taking a tour around the Capitol on January 6th, being led around by police in some cases. That's terrorism. That's the, that's the worst terrorist act, worst insurrection in the history of our country. But a, a targeted massacre against a Christian school, that's not, that's not terrorism. No, no, we got horn hat guys to arrest. We're learning more about the shooter, by the way. We're learning more about the shooter. We're learning very relevant details about the shooter. We're learning very relevant details about the shooter that also pertain to this broader epidemic and, and bizarre phenomenon of the gender ideology. And I don't know that I'm allowed to say it on big tech. This is from law enforcement. This is backed up by multiple serious scientific studies. The thing that I'm about to say and I don't know that I'm allowed to say it on big tech. So I'll say it. They can censor me. They can ban me, whatever we want. Uh, according to the uh, Daily Beast, so take it with a grain of salt, according to news sources, according to people close to the shooter, the shooter was autistic and a high-functioning autist. And uh, this is not terribly surprising. Obviously, I think this, this person had a whole host of, of issues. Uh, but the reason that the, the fact that the shooter was autistic matters is because of a study from Cambridge. There's a study out of Cambridge that looks at a whole host of data on transgender ideology and other conditions and observes a coincidence Am I allowed to say this on Big Tech? I don't know. I'm going to say it anyway. The Cambridge study has discovered that transgender identity is strongly correlated with autism. So people who do not identify with the sex that they were assigned at birth are three to six times as likely to be autistic as people who know what sex they are, are according to the largest study yet to examine the connection out of a very prestigious, established institution. I had a, a young woman, a young autistic woman, come up to me at a speech and say this, say, Michael, thanks for speaking out against gender ideology because I 
a bunch of people were trying to trans me and I had this gender dysphoria, but thankfully I had a good family, I had a good priest. They took me to different psychologists to try to see what's going on. They realized I had undiagnosed autism. I'm now being treated for the autism and the gender ideology has gone away. The gender identity rather has, has gone away. What this proves is that the libs who love science never want to talk about science that is inconvenient whether that's on the vaccines, whether that's on viruses, whether that's on these new conditions that seem to be percolating around the country. They don't want to bring up that science. They want to make an idol out of science, but they don't under, even understand the basis of science. The, the, the reason that the libs can never seriously claim the mantle of science is that they reject the premise of science. The premise of science is that the universe is intelligible. The, the, the premise of science is the premise of the medieval scholastics. The premise of, of science is omne ens est shibile. All beings are knowable. All being is knowable. We can, we can actually know things. And what, what the libs insist upon is that we can never know anything at all. If you're white, you can never know what it's like to be black. If you are meeting somebody, you can never know if that person is a man or a woman. We can never know... If, if there is a God or there is not a God. We can never know. We can never know if the color that you see is green, I really see as green. We can never know anything at all. That's what the libs believe. But that undercuts the, the, the entire motivation behind science, which is the entire motivation behind all sorts of inquiry, which is the notion that we can know things. William F. Buckley Jr. talked about this. One of the founders of the modern conservative movement. He had a debate with a liberal of his era. And the liberal said, look, everything, we need everything to be open. We need to, we need to cons- allow everything and tolerate everything in society because we can just never know what's right and wrong. And Bill Buckley said, no, I'm, I'm an epistemological optimist. I, I think that we can know certain things. We can make certain exclusions. We can build, we can move on, okay? Because if we can't, if we can't know things, then we can't have self-government. Because self-government requires us to use our reason to, to perceive things from the objective world, reason through those things, come to conclusions, pass laws, and move forward. If we can't know that, then we can't govern ourselves, then we can't learn much of anything at all. We need to restore some balance to our society. When you want to restore balance to our society, you got to check out Balance of Nature. Right now, go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Knowles. Living a healthy lifestyle is not always easy, especially when you are on the go as much as I am. I need a simple, manageable routine to make sure that I'm getting the proper nutrition every day, which is why I'm a huge fan of Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature fruits and veggies are a great way to make sure you're getting essential nutritional ingredients every single day. Their capsules are packed with 100% whole food that you can take at any time. That's probably my favorite part. Balance of Nature uses a cold vacuum process that preserves the natural phytonutrients in 16 whole fruits and 15 whole vegetables and encapsulates them for easy consumption. Balance of Nature sent a bunch of their products down to the studio for our team to try. My only complaint is that these jackals, these absolute animals, hyenas at this office, just rummage through them and take them away and then it's hard for me to even get a bag. Go to balanceofnature.com, use promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, for 35% off your first order as a preferred customer. That is balanceofnature.com, promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, for 35% off your first preferred 
order. Let me ask you something. What are you ruled by? There's a good chance you're ruled by something, whether you know it or not. We all are. Everybody's got to serve somebody. That is what Jordan Peterson talks about in episode 12 of Exodus. You can be ruled by anger. And you might say, well, well, yeah, but that's not a God. And I say, well, yeah, let's just hold on about that. First of all, it's not only localized in you. It's everywhere. Like the rage in your heart is the same as the rage in your heart and in your heart and in mine. It's maybe the same, or it's a variant on a theme. And it's the same, it's the same force that could rage in an animal. It's tens of millions of years old. It's a pattern of neurological activation, you might say embodied activation, that's transcendent and immortal. And it can certainly rule you. And it has an ambivalent relationship to something that's transcendent, non-biological, because it fleshes out part of the implicate order. And so, like, is rage a god? Is lust a god? Is fear a god? And, I mean, those have already always been, they have been deified in many cultures. You certainly have gods of Eros in, in all sorts of cultures, because the, that fundamental motivational force, which is a spirit that abides within, but that's also transcendent, well, they has god been, in, the, in the biblical sense? I would say well, I don't, it would no. be idols. No. Well, but they know that yes and no, because they also have a reality. They're right? higher than us. Yes. In Exodus, Jordan is joined by a group of esteemed scholars, theologians, and artists to discuss one of the seminal books of the Bible. New episodes are coming online every week exclusively for Daily Wire Plus members. Join now at dailywire.com slash subscribe to watch Exodus. There's a story I have to get to. This is a story from the New York Post. A little levity, I guess. Sort of, it is actually sad, but it's kind of funny too. Headline, trans woman left sobbing in JFK airport after TSA agent hit her testicles, according to a report. Transgender woman was left in tears. She claimed the TSA agent punched her in the testicles while she was going through security, and then she took to social media to vent about it. So did this really happen? I'm skeptical that it happened if, if the way that we know this happened is because someone who's a little, little off, uh, 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 maybe a couple of fries short of a Happy Meal sort of situation is taking to social media to, to describe it. But let's say it did happen. Let's, uh, let's say a TSA agent accidentally grabbed something when they're doing a search and didn't expect to find what he found there because it, this person looked kind of like a woman, but then had something that women do not have. I actually believe it's a female TSA agent. Uh, this is really sad for all of us. It's sad that we have to live in a society where the phrase, a TSA agent hit her testicles, is printed in a newspaper with a straight face. It's sad that, that we have to live in a society where we pretend that we don't know the most basic things possible. It's sad for this woman that she, or it's sad for this woman that she had to feel that when she was supposed to be dealing with a woman and it turned out to be a man. This TSA agent should not have to be grabbing anybody's, any male genitalia like that. And it's sad for this man that he thinks he's a woman and that he starts sobbing because his delusion is not in line with reality. It's sad for everybody. And we don't have to live this way. There's another, I'm going to tell you of a mythical time when we didn't live this way. This was way, way back 
in the mists of history, all the way back in that halcyon era of 2014. Can you remember that time? Oh, it's lost. It's lost to my memory. No, I think I can still remember a little over eight years ago when we did not tolerate this transgender nonsense at any level of public life. I'm sure there were still confused people or people who had a sexual fetish or people who dealt with all sorts of delusions. But we didn't deal with it as a matter of public life because we said boys are boys and girls are girls. And if you're a man who thinks he's a woman, that's your problem. And I hope you get some help for it. We, we can return. Sometimes you'll see this meme, return to tradition, return. We don't need to go back to 1350 in order to, to salvage this part of our culture. We can go back eight years and we obviously should, obviously should. Speaking of being able to know things, speaking able to know science, uh, here's some science that the libs don't want you to know. Birth control uh, greatly increases your risk of breast cancer. Hormonal contraceptives come with an increased risk of breast cancer, according to a new study put out by University of Oxford. This study was published in PLOS Medicine, showed an increased risk of around 20 to 30%. This is a very significant increase in breast cancer risk linked to current or even recent use of hormonal birth control pills, including combined estrogen and progesterone. Pro, pro, progestogen birth control pills, and progestogen-only contraceptives. Say that five times fast. I can't. Conservatives have warned for decades, you know, all these birth control pills, there's no way that you can pump yourself full of a bunch of weird hormones and that not have any effect at all. And what did the libs and the doctors say? They said, absolutely not. They're completely safe. They're totally wonderful. We should get all of our daughters on them as young as 13, 12, 11. Oh, there's so many great uses of contraception. Contraception's the greatest thing in the world. Even if you oppose abortion, definitely get on a bunch of contraception. And now we find out, oh yeah, it turns out when you pump yourself full of a bunch of weird chemicals and hormones, that has deleterious effects on your body. Yeah. All the untutored, anti-scientific, uneducated, backward, Bible-thumping rubes, totally right. All of the scientific geniuses with the great degrees and the white lab coats, totally wrong. The gut feeling, the wisdom of the ages, the wisdom of repugnance, vindicated yet again. Trust that gut. Now, have you heard this recent phenomenon of doctors discussing the wonderful medical benefits of magic mushrooms. Have you heard, there's the, it's mostly bubbling up from hippies who were, I assume, misrepresenting some of these scientific studies. But I have no doubt that some weirdo scientists are pushing this too. They're saying, hey man, you got to take psilocybin, man. Take some LSD because it has wonderful medical effects and it'll make you feel less depressed, man, because you're all depressed, you know, because uh, you have a hopeless worldview and you're living in vice. But like if you take a bunch of drugs, that'll totally help you, man. So, and that's scientific, man. I read it in a paper somewhere or something. Let's say it is in a paper somewhere. Let's say there is some big study about how great it is to do a bunch of hallucinogenic drugs. The people who are telling you to take poisonous mushrooms and hallucinogenic drugs that derelict 14-year-olds are best known for taking, uh, those are the same people who told you that the coronavirus 
came from a wet market in Wuhan. These are the same people who told you that wearing a hanky on your face and standing six feet away from people and letting your grandma die alone was going to protect you from getting a cough. These are the same people who told you that the COVID vaccine was totally safe and totally effective. It'll stop you from getting the virus. It'll stop you from spreading. These are the same people who are wrong. It's the same people who told you there's no side effects from birth control. It's the same people who are wrong about everything. <laughs> and now we say, oh, well, they told me to take poison mushrooms. So I guess we should, huh? Now, I think we need to greatly reduce the use of these poisons. And we are seeing that now. Wyoming has just become the first state to outlaw abortion pills. Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon has signed a bill on Friday outlawing the abortion pills. It's called the Prohibiting Chemical Abortions Bill. And it uh, says that anyone who prescribes, distributes, or otherwise provides abortion pills can face a prison sentence of six months and a fine of $9,000. Awesome. Love it. I want to see every other Republican in the country pushing this stuff. This is where the pro-life movement is moving. We overruled Roe v. Wade. Took 49 years. We did it. That's great. That's not the end. That's only the beginning. We've got to keep pushing. The left never stops pushing. The left pushes the sexual revolution all the way from feminism, all the way down to chopping off your kids' genitals. All right. They never stop. They just keep moving, moving, moving. We got to keep moving, moving, moving too. Outlaw those abortion pills. Do it everywhere. And then go get some uh, creams and pharmaceuticals that'll actually make you feel better, like GenuCell. Right now, go to GenuCell.com slash Knowles. Have you tried an innumerable amount of skincare products claiming to reduce the appearance of wrinkles, lighten dark under eye circles, and restore more youthful appearance? No doubt you have been disappointed. Spring has sprung, my friends, and our friends over at GenuCell have the solution that you're looking for. For the first time ever, GenuCell is including both the Ultra Retinol and Dark Spot Corrector in their most popular package at GenuCell.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. GenuCell's Ultra Retinol contains a powerful retinol alternative that is safe for your skin. Their Dark Spot Corrector will help reduce sunspots, plus you'll still get GenuCell's world-class under-eye bag therapy to help alleviate puffiness. GenuCell promises immediate effect. You'll see results in 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. I love these guys. I love the founder Great story, Coptic Christian, flees Egypt, comes to America for the American dream. Wonderful product. Try GenuCell's most popular package for 70% off at GenuCell.com slash Knowles. Join millions of happy customers who've already fallen in love with the results. Every order subscription includes a luxury gift box with two free springtime essentials. That is two free gifts plus free shipping. So that's three free gifts. Go to GenuCell.com slash Knowles. GenuCell.com slash Knowles. My favorite comment yesterday is from Rye Orm who says, we used to teach kids about the birds and the bees. Now we have to try and explain the zers and the zs. So true. Many, many such cases. The trans day of vengeance is coming up on Friday. I was explaining this to some family members. They didn't believe me. They said, what is this? What's this security risk that is apparently cropping up? I said, oh, there's a day called the trans day of vengeance. They said, oh, haha, what's it really called? So it's really called the Trans Day of Vengeance, and it's being promoted by fairly large accounts on social media, and it's a call for violence against anyone who dares to suggest that a man is not a woman and a woman is not a man. And it's being pushed specifically in Washington, D.C. and Tennessee, and it's being directed specifically at the Daily Wire, and these transgender activists are in some cases calling for very explicit violence. In some cases, I mean, there are videos that I'm not even going to play on this show that have gone viral of 
people essentially saying that the Christian school deserved what it got because they, they didn't accept transgender ideology. Hideous stuff. And, uh, but, but even the ones who are trying to not get kicked off of social media, they are very clearly calling for violence against people who disagree with them. Trans people in Tennessee, it's time to fight. Trans allies in Tennessee, it's time to fight. Trans women, if they lock you up for identifying as a woman, fight, resist. You're going to die anyways. We're going to die anyways. It's time to resist. Fight them. Hurt them. If they put their hands on you, beat them. We are at an attack. It's time to fight back. Do you hear me? Trans people in Tennessee, trans men, trans women, non-binary, fight. If they try to arrest you or have you arrested on a felony for existing, beat them. Felony for existing. Put a pause there. Notice she, she keeps prefacing all of this with if, 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 but the ifs are totally implausible. If they arrest you on a felony for existing, what does that mean? Nobody is suggesting that. I'm starting to, and it's not a woman too, right? It's a dude, I assume. I'm starting to think this fella might be a little bit confused. Huh. I'm starting to think something might be a little bit off about this guy. Usually, I don't take threats all that seriously because people mouth off on social media and it's no big deal. But the reason I don't take them seriously is because most people are at least somewhat reasonable in the end. They, they might mouth off a little bit, but eventually they come to their senses. People who have lost their senses, people who have lost their capacity to reason about even the most basic things, they don't get reasonable again until they receive psychological and spiritual help, which is being explicitly denied them by our law and by our popular culture. Keep going. Gang together, get people who agree with you to come and fight. Carry a weapon at all times. And yes, you have to attack the police officer. Attack everybody, fight, 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 carry a weapon at all times. You know, the Second Amendment is a right. The ability to defend oneself is a right. But as the libs always like to point out, these rights are not totally absolute existing in a vacuum. They are conditioned by certain things and predicated on certain things. So you have, a, you have a right to vote. You have a civil right to vote. But if you commit a felony, if you commit a number of infractions, you can lose that right to vote. You have a right to free speech, but you don't have a right to threaten people. That would be an abuse of speech. That would be speech that undermines speech. That would be a speech act that is, that is not tolerated. You have a right to a gun. Felons lose their right to guns. All sorts of people lose their rights to guns. It, I, I am as strong a defender of the right to defend yourself in the Second Amendment as possible. If you have demonstrated a capacity, an incapacity to reason, if you are not capable of rational behavior, certainly that would be one of the reasons why you could not own a gun. This is why five-year-olds are not allowed to go into the gun store and buy guns. They haven't reached the age of reason yet. And people can lose their reason for all sorts of reasons. And unfortunately, what we do in this society now is we call, we call sanity insanity and insanity sanity. Speaking of really, it's not insane, but it's really vile. There, there was the most vile reaction that I've seen to the sh- shooting in Nashville 
was from someone who's appeared on this show, actually. He's a liberal, but he's appeared on this show. And it's, it's just so hideous. But I, and I bring it up not even just to castigate this guy, but, but to show you how wrong the, the libs thinking is, how pervasive this kind of vile thinking is, but also how wrong it is. Uh, David Pakman tweeted out, quote, very surprising that there would be a mass shooting at a Christian school, given that lack of prayer is often blamed for these horrible events. Is it possible they weren't praying enough or correctly, despite being a Christian school? That, that is the most vile tweet I've ever read. And Twitter is a cesspool for the most vile kinds of speech you can imagine. If you have any kind of public profile at all, you've seen, you've seen plenty of vile stuff directed at you. Or you. But that is the single most vile tweet I have ever read. He ended up deleting it, but he didn't apologize. In fact, he played the victim. He said, all right, too many anti-Semitic attacks and threats to my family. I've deleted the tweet. That's one, no one saw any of these alleged uh, anti-Semitic attacks. But what a, what a joker. How pathetic. Say, so I won't even apologize. I was totally right. Yeah, I'm going to make fun of these, these murdered kids. I'm going to make fun of them for being Christian. Ha ha, you idiot Christians. Yeah, that'll teach you for, to be Christian. Yeah, but I'll delete the tweet anyway. I don't want to deal with you people anymore. That's what he's saying. So really, just very little leaves me without much to say. Uh, this does. One thing I would have to say about it, though, is his premise is wrong. He's saying that lack of prayer is often blamed for these horrible events. When has that ever occurred? I've never once heard from anybody other than him that lack of prayer is the cause of shootings or any other kind of evil or suffering. No, what happens is after bad things happen, compassionate people, people with a even somewhat clear understanding of reality will say, oh, I'm praying for you. I'm sending you, I, I'm thinking of you and I'm praying for you. And then libs will scream and yell at them for it or make fun of them for it. Say, so, yeah, thoughts and prayers. That's all. Oh, yeah, that's, do you keep your thoughts and prayers and shove it? Oh, okay. What are you offering? I'm offering thoughts and prayers. What are you offering? You're just offering invective and bile and you're mocking little kids for being Christians and being murdered. What are you offering? Well, we're offering gun control laws. The gun, none of the gun control laws have ever worked. You've passed plenty of gun control laws. They haven't done anything. Well, we're offering anger. Oh, thanks. Oh, thank you. That's, that's what we have a shortage of is anger. Oh, your anger is so comforting. What are you offering? Well, we're offering uh, cruel jokes about murdered children and Christians. Oh, cool. Thanks. I think I'll stick with thoughts and prayers. If you are against thoughts and prayers after a tragedy, that's a pretty good sign you're on the wrong side. There wasn't sufficient prayer. No Christian believes that. It, it rains on the just and the unjust alike. Bad things happen to good people. That's one of the most basic problems that anyone who is given even 
two seconds of thought to morality and religion has considered. And these people haven't even gotten that far. You know, it's often pointed out that the libs who are pushing gun control know the least about guns. They don't know how any of the guns work. They don't know anything about the history of guns. They don't know anything about the effects of gun control laws. They don't know anything about (laughs) the history of the Second Amendment. They just don't know anything about anything. But they're the ones who are pontificating and, and attempting to regulate these things. Well, certainly the same is true of thoughts and prayers. These people have never given one second of thought to thoughts and prayers and the meaning of prayer and the meaning of suffering and why good things happen to good people. Theodicy and more broadly theology or any of it. All they've got to offer is bile and poison. Absolutely disgusting stuff. And they are pushing it. There was a a release from the Trans Resistance Network. This came out on the school shooting. They said, as the Trans Resistance Network has been notified of this shooting, it's not our policy to engage publicly with the news media. We believe this calls for, for a thoughtful response from our collective. We point out that today's incident in Nashville, Tennessee is not one tragedy, but two. I think you know where this is going. The first tragedy today is the loss of life of three children and adults. We extend our deepest sympathies. We mourn with you. The second and more complex tragedy is that Aiden or Aubrey Hale, who felt he had no, uh, he, it's a she, had no other effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence himself, really herself. That's the, that's the real tragedy. She just, she just felt she had no other option. You know, and why did she feel that way? It's because of those Christians. Yeah. This is, the same, this is the, essentially the same thing. Da- David Pakman made a joke about it, and the Trans Resistance Network is saying it with a straight face. Yeah, these Christians, they're just, they're just so wrong. They're so wrong that they're bringing this upon themselves. Yeah. Yeah, what, that's the real tragedy, is that you guys just didn't get on the program with the transgender ideology. This statement tells me, it goes on and it gets worse, and I just won't read it. What this tells me, though, is I think this is the the final collapse of one of the dishonest arguments we hear from the libs on the transgender ideology issue, which is, who cares? Well, who cares? What do you care? This doesn't affect you. This doesn't, this isn't a big deal. Just live and let live. Who cares? Who cares? Um, these people care. These people care enough that they would blame Christians and conservatives and society broadly for forcing a transgender identifying person to shoot up a Christian school full of little kids. Like an abusive husband who says to his wife, why did you make me do that? Why did you make this shooter do that? How many parents? One, two, three, four, five. So you like 11 or 12 paragraphs on that. This is a pretty pervasive belief. Uh, if, only, if only you had just hadn't been so damn Christian, you know? If only you guys had just hadn't been so hateful, we wouldn't have to do this. Wouldn't have to fight back. Wouldn't have to resist. Wouldn't have to have a day of vengeance. Vengeance. But who cares? Who cares? I think they care, and I think they care a lot. And if... if one does not have the clarity and courage to stand against this ideology that is about a lot more than just some confused people. It's about using confused people, weaponizing confused people to upend an entire political order 
and to exalt the most disgusting and depraved and wicked sorts of people in society, the kind of people who would, who would write these tweets, and suppressing and bullying into silence ordinary people who hold ordinary, true, traditional beliefs. That's what it's about. That's what it's always been about. I think people are beginning to see that a little bit more. Now, the rest of the show continues now. You do not want to miss it. If you are not a member, go to dailywire.com slash Knowles. Use code Knowles at checkout for two months free on all annual plans. Right now, go to preborn.com slash Knowles. Last year, because of you, Preborn's network of clinics saved over 58,000 babies. Thank you to all who made this possible. We need to celebrate these precious babies. When Charlotte found out she was pregnant, she was seven weeks along. In the back of her mind, she thought abortion was the best solution. She went into a preborn clinic, and after hearing her baby's heartbeat and seeing her beautiful baby on ultrasound, she chose life. Her heart is filled with gratitude for all of you who made this possible. Just 28 bucks a month can be the difference between the life and death of a child. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears that heartbeat, it is a divine connection that doubles a baby's chance at life. Let's join together, help mothers choose life. To donate, dial pound 250, say keyword baby. That's keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Preborn fundraises separately for all the administrative costs. So every dollar you give goes straight towards saving babies. Go to preborn.com slash Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, and donate right now.